And now, this is the Rich Eisen Show. With the first pick, the San Antonio Spurs select Rich Eisen. I don't think enough time is being spent on who's coaching Victor Wembanyama. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Greg Popovich at age 74. Does this extend his career as long as he wants? Today's guests, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan, actor Adam Devine, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live on the air on the Roku channel, channel 210. For those who are watching, we say hello to you every single day between 12 and 3 Eastern time. We say hello to our terrestrial radio audience. We say hello to our Sirius XM Odyssey audience. We say hello to our podcast listening audience. It's your right to get our podcast through the Cumulus Podcast Network and listen to us whenever you want. And we say a special hello to those watching us out there in the oil change community in the Lone Star State of Texas. <laughs> we know you're out there. Shout out. We know you're out there. <laughs> A little reference to yesterday's program, what we call a little Easter egg to those who consume oh, us every man. single day. Uh, good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, brother? I'm great. Jay Felly, good hey. to see Jason Feller and Michael Del Tufo spot. Good to see you, Jay Felly. Good to see you too, Rich. T.J. Jefferson, light that candle. Why what don't up, you? What up? The candle is lit. Outstanding. Let's go. Okay, everybody. How about that NBA draft? Um, next up. Uh, is free agency, um, and the NBA draft went down last night. Victor Wembanyama got selected Heard of him. by the San Antonio Spurs. Then Brandon Miller got selected by the Charlotte Hornets. Oh. Um, and then Scoot Henderson Scoot. got drafted by the Portland Trail Blazers before the Thompson Twins. Little 80s reference. Um, Amon and Osar Thompson got selected by the Rockets and Pistons. Pretty neat seeing twin brothers go back-to-back in a top five that is really cool, of actually. any draft in any sport, let yeah. alone the association. Talk about a dream come true for the Thompson family. Back-to-back they go. Yeah, that was really cool. And then Anthony Black gets chosen by the Orlando Magic. Right. And then Bilal Koulibaly. Well done, Thank you very much. No, no relation to no Dave Coulier. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, France, <you're> right. <laughs> uh, France sends him to the uh, to the uh, Indiana Pacers. So two French players, two overtime elite players, two SEC players, and a G League player. That's the way the top seven of an NBA draft in 2023 goes, or went. Last night, and the one that I'm going to just snag and pick and pull the strand on right here is Scoot Henderson. Because we could sit here and say, what would you think of that move by Charlotte taking Brandon Miller? Well, he's got more of a game that would suit what the Hornets need. He's not only best player available, he's also a need. So, check that. And then Scoot Henderson... What will he bring to the Blazers is the key question because him bringing his game to Oregon, there's one person. I honestly don't care what you folks in Portland think. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I don't care what Billis thought. I don't care what Reddick thought. I don't care what Stephen A. thought. 
I don't care what Andrea Carter thought. I don't care what anybody on ESPN thought last night. I don't, I don't, and I say this just throwing it in. I don't care what you guys think. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a term it I sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it sounds awful. Because there's only one individual. I got takes. There's I'm only right. one individual <laughs> whose talking? opinion matters, and his name is Damian Lillard. All right, I'll End that. story. I don't even care what I think. <laughs> so I'm just throwing myself in your boat. Well, thank There's you. A new drop there. Thank you. It's terrible. It's terrible to say I'm that on a show like this. That is a good drop. You should care what I have to say. That is a good Certainly drop. if you're watching in some oil change place in Texas. <laughs> but it's really Damian Lillard's opinion that matters. Yeah, man. Will he sit there and say, I want out? You didn't trade that third overall pick for, I don't know, somebody that's in his mind that could be brought to the table along with the rest of the players he likes playing along with and say, we can compete this year for a championship or next year for a championship. Because Scoot Henderson, no matter how talented he is and maybe we haven't seen it yet in the association, we've seen it in the G League if you have watched G League games. But when the Warriors acquire Chris Paul and throw him out potentially in a starting five with Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Wiggins, and the reason why Chris Paul is available is because the Wizards are selling everything. And in part of that, selling everything, they get Chris Paul to flip to Golden State. And in selling everything, they send Bradley Beal to Phoenix to team up with Durant and Booker and presumably Aiton. And, oh, yes, the defending champs reside there. And they just drafted, it seemed like, (laughs) a third of the players last night. (laughs) And... The Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis, and who knows? And the Clippers have Paul George, Brandon Miller's goat, and LeBron and Kawhi. Pardon me, and Kawhi. Memphis is part of the sell-off. Gets Marcus Smart, and in the sell-off, makes the Celtics maybe the strongest team in the East. I mean... How does this sit with Lillard saying, okay, Scoot Henderson, will he sit there and say, guess what? Guess what? We're going to see what Scoot Henderson looks like. Maybe he will be the most impactful rookie we've seen outside of fill in the blank. And defensively, he'll make us a better team. And maybe this together, I can see the pieces put together in the first half of the season and that's the way I'm going to run this thing right now. Or he's going to force his way somewhere else. This is the ultimate question coming out of the draft. With all due respect to all of the players chosen last night and those not chosen. Like, by the way, the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament final four. Sonogo. I guess uh, no go. No go. And my my guy, our guy, <laughs> yeah. Marquise Noel, Mr. New York City. And and Timmy didn't get Drew drafted Timmy. either. Yeah. Going to Milwaukee, good spot. 
Marquise heading up north. So Canada. let's see. Oh, yeah. He's going to team up with Grady, Grady Dick in a Grady video. Dick, man. <laughs> um, they are going to be in a Drake video, by the way. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, Drake, the Grady Dick Drake relationship will be a bromance that I cannot wait to see play out. <laughs> Something I'm going to ask Chris Mannix. All of the above will be asked of Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated in about seven minutes' time when he joins us. What is Damian Lillard thinking? Period. End of story. Rip the knob off. Another one I want to ask him uh, about. What is LeBron James thinking about today? He had to be sitting over the last 48 thinking, all right, Chris Paul is going to be available. Chris Paul is going to be in play. And we are going to have a banana boat party here in Los Angeles at, at crypto, whatever the heck they're going to end up calling it. Staples. And I did not see this one coming. Nobody saw it coming. This happened a couple hours after we left yesterday. The Wizards do, in fact, trade Chris Paul. They not only trade Chris Paul, they trade Chris Paul to the state of California. (laughs) They not only trade Chris Paul to the state of California, they trade him to a spot where he is surrounded by top-tier Hall of Fame talent. If I told you that, you're like, oh, he's a Laker. Oh, yeah, or he's a clipper again. <laughs> he's a warrior. What yeah. the hell happened there? And maybe it's one of those sort of wild. No, honestly, you know, like the Rams. Remember, they picked up Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And it did prevent him from going maybe to San Francisco. When we were all thinking they had to go get somebody and we all wound up knowing it was Brock Purdy's world, but I doubt it. I don't know. They also have some, now, one would think, I guess, salary flexibility with Chris Paul's contract there now, and maybe that will get off their books later on. I'm not really a capologist. I don't play one on TV. But how does Chris Paul fit in with the Splash Brothers? I mean, I I guess they, they thought they only had... One groin hitter on the team, they should get two. <laughs> I, I, and and the person who's gone wow. for Paul is Jordan Poole. Your boy. Uh, well, he, he was their boy. He, At this was. point last year, was. not only were the Warriors celebrating their championship, but part of the reason why they were celebrating their championship was because of this kid who was shooting the lights out and providing some crucial minutes off the bench. Crucial minutes starting for the team when when Steph was hurt during the regular season. And also one of those bright spots to say, okay, we've got a kid who can go deep into the future once the big three does push off and you know and, and retire. Right? Like... Yeah. Certainly since Wiseman wasn't appearing to work out and Kaminga and the other kids that they thought maybe could start coming to the fore and then this year kind of solidified that maybe they're not it, even though they're young. And then Poole takes one on the chin from his teammate. Literally. Sets the whole thing in motion that leads to Poole getting shipped out because his contract also was now suddenly maybe not worthy of his game or his presence on the team. Wow, what a turn of events. 
And now he's going to be a guy, and if he's a guy who just, as we all know, there isn't a shot he doesn't like to take. <laughs> True. <laughs> he's going to have every opportunity to take shots. Light it he up might attempt 50 in a game like, next year. <laughs> Green What's the record for most attempts in a game? He's going to uh, threaten that. Got to be a wilt record, right? right. <laughs> you know? 50 or so. <laughs> right? <laughs> but so, I didn't see that one coming. What a trade. Chris Paul is a warrior. And maybe this is going to be his best chance of his entire career to get a ring, one would think. And he doesn't have to start every game, and he doesn't have to be the man because Steph is there. Just facilitate, make some tough shots, be Chris Paul, get in somebody's face. And stay healthy. And stay healthy, obviously, right? 63 attempts by Wilt Chamberlain. There you go. In wow, Jordan Poole's going to go plus one. <laughs> that would be amazing. 64 <laughs> shots in a game for Jordan Poole. Book it. It's coming. Well, Wilt averaged 50 that year, I assume. So, yeah, so. <laughs> go get it. Go get it, Poole. <laughs> Reminds me of that great Adam Sandler joke, right? Remember that great Adam Sandler stand-up joke involving Wilt? He's got 98 points. They call timeout. Yeah. Gets back to the huddle, and a teammate goes, Hey, Wilt, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not tonight. Um, not pass tonight. me the ball. Not tonight. Speaking of Adam Sandler, a, <laughs> uh, a new Happy Madison production in... Uh, your Netflix inbox right now, of which is available on Roku, pardon me, not, not, not right now, coming out July 7th, uh, The Outlaws with Lil Rel Howery, who's on the show next week, Nina Dobrev, who's been on this program before, Pierce Brosnan, Ellen Barkin, and our third hour in-studio guest, the hilarious Adam Devine. He'll be here on the program also, calling in Jeff Passan. Let's check in on a little bit of baseball. Nice. As we're heading towards, uh, we're now on the, the other side of the summer solstice, right? Summer's officially began. Yeah, days are getting shorter. They are getting shorter. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting shorter. Baseball's playing in London. The Cubs and Cardinals have a three-game set in London. Big game on Fox on Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday morning. By the way, get your uh, your fantasy lineup in really early. You're right. Uh, Sunday morning, ESPN's got that game um, between the Cubs and Cardinals. And Jeff Passan will join us. I want to know. Because the Angels are in the mix for the wild card. Does that mean Otani's out of the mix for a trade deadline? Hmm. Trade, which we all discussed before the season. Absolutely, he's getting traded on the deadline because the Angels will disappoint. And the Angels, <laughs> uh, that's what we were saying. You said it. Uh, for sure. I and said if we it. didn't say it, you were thinking it. <laughs> yeah. But there they are now currently seven games above 500 as we converse. But let's take a break. When we come back, there's also you, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What did you think of the NBA draft coverage last night? Here I am, crowdsourcing. <laughs> as a host of the NFL draft. I've got some thoughts as a host of an NFL draft watching a draft of significance like the NBA draft. I've got my two cents on the subject matter. Uh, Chris Mannix does as well, I'm sure. The uh, insider of insiders from Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix, what did he think of the draft last night? The big story coming out of it? Damian Lillard, his thoughts when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by as one of our favorites is doing the great sports illustrated insider about the national basketball association our friend chris maddox back here on the show how you doing chris i'm good rich your takeaway from the draft last night is it was boring (laughs) i don't know i'm of the opinion rich that at least the coverage of the nba draft Mm. needs to be reimagined a little bit It, it wasn't the broadcast network's fault that it was largely anticlimactic. We knew Victor Wembanyama was going to go number one. Most of the intrigue was in the second and third picks. Yes. What Charlotte would do with that pick, would Portland trade it? But once that came off the board, you had like you know, four hours of it. Just, it just wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of activity besides going pick after pick. Yeah, the other bit of a, a peeve I have with draft coverage, and I talked about this a little bit on my podcast today, was, or is rather, like, I, I kind of want some negativity in draft coverage. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just like to hear more of the flip side of the coin. You know, I know we're talking about, you know, college age players, 18, 19 years old, but if you look at the history of NBA drafts, yeah, what percentage of these guys actually work out every year? Is it 20%, 25% that meet or exceed expectations? I kind of want somebody up there on the dais whose, whose only job is to tell me why 
this guy's not going to succeed. If that, that's something I'd like to see added to any draft coverage moving forward. Wow, look at you. Salty Chris Mannix, the uh, host of the Crossover <laughs> NBA Show podcast right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, you know, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit later as well, but I might as well throw it here. The, the ultimate issue with this draft um, is that it's held before the new league year. And so guys are drafted, and then they switch hats, and then we find out there's a pick swap, and then this choice that was, you know, is going to be traded in 2028, 2029. So folks are just like, okay, wake me up when we're within three years of this pick actually not um, actually mattering. Like it, it's, it's way too, you know, in the weeds and confusing. And if you have the new league year first, then a team that drafts somebody and puts a hat on the kid is the team that's going to keep the kid unless they actually trade him to another team, and that gets announced in the middle of the draft. Otherwise, it's very difficult to follow, and it's my job to follow this stuff. Chris? Yeah, and I don't disagree with the premise. I think there's no chance that would happen because of, you know, you do you make these picks because of the, the, the constraints of the salary cap, which are getting even more, you know, getting tighter in this next version of the CBA, which begins July 1st. You know, you're you're trying to see how many young players you can acquire, cheap talent that you can acquire that can fill one of those eventual roster spots. You don't want to have to go out and fill those spots and then find an opportunity afterwards to be able to add even cheaper talent into the mix. So it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, you know, for, for the NBA. Well, your suggestion probably makes it uh, easier to follow, but, you know, from an NBA executive perspective – they want to keep as many as many avenues to to build a team available mm. as possible. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, with Scoot Henderson now a Portland Trailblazer, to me that now all eyes, all heads now swivel towards Damian Lillard and say, "What do you think?" So, what do you think? Well, I know that Portland in the next couple of days is going to get multiple phone calls from rival executives kicking the tires on this and seeing where they really are. I know Joe Cronin, the GM there, has publicly stated we want Dame Lillard here for the long term, but things can change pretty quickly. Um, I don't think this is something that is going to – anything that's going to happen is not going to happen all that quickly, I don't believe. Um you know, Damian Lillard has said he wants to see what the Blazers can do to build a contender before the start of next season. We haven't even gotten to the start of the official uh, free agency. Uh, when Portland, even though they are limited with what they can do, uh, they still have some levers to pull, some deals they could potentially make, and maybe those deals that are made convince Lillard that they've done enough to keep him around. But if they get to you know, the second week of free agency, mid to late July, and yeah, as the dust has started to settle, and they haven't added one or two pieces, veteran pieces, to this mix, there will be a conversation had between Damian Lillard and Joe Cronin. That, that's not the kind of thing, Rich, that needs sourced reporting. I mean, I, I have had <laughs> this exact conversation with Damian Lillard multiple times, as recently as this past March, where we've talked about the process, where he's... He, he said, I want to have a chance to win at this stage of my career. I want them to put a team around me, and if they can't, well, we should talk, and we should figure out 
what's best for both sides. So I think the if you're looking for indications that Damian Lillard could be gone, you got the first one on draft when, when the Blazers took Scoot Henderson, who's a phenomenal talent, who I don't think any GM would have passed on in that situation. Uh, but he's a young guy. He's going to need time to develop. So by keeping that pick, that was sort of the first lever that was pulled that that could mean that Lillard could be headed out of town. And then the fact that uh, of the first five selections, or first seven selections, let's go there, uh, two from France, two from overtime elite, right? Yeah. Two from the SEC. Um, and, you know, and then uh, you, you got, does, that, does the NBA like that? Do, do they, are they into that? Do they like it? I don't think the, well, look, it doesn't help with draft night. That's for sure, because, you know, historically on draft nights, you've had a lot of recognizable guys, and guys are more recognizable when they play college basketball, specifically guys that get into the NCAA tournament, and we all, as a nation, get a long look at them. Uh, we all know who Victor Wembanyama uh, was, but we didn't know a ton about him until he got stateside, and it became Wembanyama week in, in New York with everything that he was doing. Uh, people knew who Scoot Henderson was, but I, I don't know too many people that were watching G League Ignite games on right. the regular last year. Same with overtime elite games on the regular. So it's not great for the coverage of draft night, the interest surrounding the draft, but is it good for the NBA? Yeah, because, look, they want to build the G League Ignite into a, you know, a formidable presence, one that can entice those college players or those would-be college players to go pro where they can get NBA level skills, be more ready to play when they get to the NBA overtime elite, while not affiliated with the NBA has basically, you know, that same concept, NBA preparation over the course of one year. So uh, it's not great for days like Thursday, but it, it, you know, if these players are more prepared to step in and play right away, and if they're better players for it, I think that's, Overall, good for the NBA. Chris Mannix of Sports, Illustri- Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. Did you have Chris Paul to the Warriors on your bingo card, Chris Mannix? I did not. I did not. That was um, – I mean, you wouldn't call it a shocker because, you know, there were rumblings that the, the Warriors were looking to move off the Jordan Poole contract. Um, mm. Some of that had to do with, you know, obviously everything that happened last year with Draymond and the way Jordan Poole played um, – over the totality of the season. Some of that, that has nothing to do with Jordan Poole. It's just the money. And we talked about how, you know, draconian the NBA collective bargaining agreement is. Uh, it, it, it's going to get real tough for teams like the Blazers to spend their way to success. Not, not because they can't do it or aren't willing to spend, but the NBA does take a lot of levers away from you when you cross that second apron. And the Warriors in the future are going to try to do everything they can to keep themselves uh, underneath it. And Chris Paul... Look, I, I don't know if the Warriors are as much interested in Chris Paul as the flexibility he provides over the next three or four years, but it'll be interesting to see how he fits with that team. I mean, Chris Paul doesn't seem like a Warriors kind of guy, like the way they play. I mean, Golden State is not this heavy, basic pick-and-roll team. They rely on a lot of movement, a lot of cutting, a lot of spacing, a lot of shooting, quite frankly, and that's not really Chris Paul's thing, um, at least not at 38 years old. So the fit will be interesting where Chris Paul fits in the rotation. will be interesting. Chris Paul, Rich, has never come off the bench once in his career. Played 78 games his first season 
in the NBA as a starter. He's been a starter ever since. Will he come off the bench in Golden State? There's a lot to figure out with this Chris Paul fit with the Warriors. So and so I, then it stands to reason you did not have on your bingo card the Wizards getting more for Chris Paul than they got for Bradley Beal or Chris Tapps Porzingis, right? Then that, that, I mean, I, I guess it's – yeah, I didn't – I didn't expect it to at least be comparable, that's for sure. I mean, it is kind of how you look at it with with the deal. Uh, you know, the Warriors get Jordan Poole. And look, Jordan Poole, you know, a year about a year from – this time last year was an asset. Jordan Poole was a, was a player who oh, yeah. helped that team win a championship. Maybe he can, you know, rediscover some of that in a leading role on a Wizards team. So that's the best player they got of the deal. The draft pick, who knows, that's a protected – 2030 pick. I mean, I don't know where anybody's going to be in, in 2030. <laughs> what what they got from from Phoenix though is it could be interesting. They got some pick swaps there that go well beyond when Kevin Durant's going to be a member of uh, of the Suns. Uh, so you know they could those could turn out to be valuable pieces to to right. deal uh, down the line. But the fact that it was even comparable, Rich, is is wild. I mean, you know, Chris Paul's 38. He's got one year left, one guaranteed year now left on his contract uh, and you know, they were able to swing, you know, a good young player and a future draft pick in exchange for him. So um, this means Draymond stays in golden state. That that's always been the the most likely outcome. I mean, for Draymond to opt out, it, it just, the message is it's easier to get a long-term extension at age 33 than it is at age 34. And everybody within the Warriors on the same page on bringing Draymond green back. Um, I, I don't know yet if they've talked specific numbers, number of years. So it's certainly possible Draymond could get to July 1st and, you know, see what's out there. I mean, Detroit is a team that could certainly use a leader like Draymond Green, played his college ball at Michigan State. So that's certainly a possibility. But if I was a betting man, I'd say it's it's a three, three-year deal with a fourth year with makeable incentives of some kind to guarantee – a fourth season, and Draymond's back with Golden State. And so what does LeBron make of all this? Chris Paul going to the Warriors, right? I mean, and then what pieces can the Lakers add? What's what's on the horizon and going through LeBron's head, Chris? Yeah, it, look, it's going to be challenging for the Lakers to add pieces of significance to that team right now. And, you know, when, when you talk to people in Los Angeles, you know, their priority right now is to bring the band back. You know, a few years ago, you know, after coming off that bubble championship, one of the mistakes the Lakers made was they just started to let that roster break apart. You know, you know whether it was you know, Alex Caruso leaving eventually as a free agent. Uh, you had the Russell Westbrook trade that moved Kuzma off the team. Uh, they, they just they broke up a title team. And, and this, Warriors, this Lakers team from last year didn't win a title, but it did get to the Western Conference Finals after effectively being assembled in mid-February, and there's reason to believe if you bring everybody back, they'll be at least as good as they were, you know, after the All-Star break this past year. So right now for Rob Palenka, you know, the goal is to get Austin Reeves back on a new deal. Uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell, who, you know, he's a polarizing guy, and he can be hit or miss at times on the floor, but you want to try to bring him back new deal. Uh, Rui Hashimura you want back on a new deal. I think for now – the Lakers' top priority is going to be bringing this group that was surprisingly successful in the second half of the season back 
on under contract for next year. Oh, Chris Mannix, you are the man. I appreciate the time on a busy time, your schedule. Uh, let me know when you're here in L.A. next week. I'd love to have you here in studio. Do you want to volunteer, Rich, for the, let's call it the hater draft? Do you want to host the hater draft? No, that's. Like, there are so many other people in this industry that I think <laughs> would be more well-suited for that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, but I, 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 I'll, watch. I'll, I'll run well, up the flagpole. I would say one thing real, real, real quick, for Rich. I'll sure. tell you one thing that, like, I, I like, like, when I was at Yahoo with the Vertical for a couple of years, working with Woj and Bobby Marks and, and Jonathan Gavoni, and all these really smart guys, we had Tom Crean on set. And, and sometimes when you bring a coach onto the set, you, know, you wonder, are they just going to be overwhelmingly positive about everybody? I kind of was anticipating that. But Tom Crean in that role was fantastic. Because Tom Crean, at several points during that draft, was just saying guys can't play. I remember he said that Tyler Lydon was in Syracuse that year in the draft, that he couldn't play. And I loved it because, look, I mean, people are watching. You know, you want to hear the good and the bad with, with these guys. And, and if we're being honest, when you get into the second half of the first round, you're, you're going to see a lot, of, you know, a lot of guys that probably aren't going to make it mm-hmm. in this league or not going to be effective players in this league. I, just, I want more of that, you know, uh, I don't want to call it pessimism, but, you know, brutal objectivity from, yes. from draft coverage. You want an edge, Chris. I understand. You're an edgy bit, guy. Or you're an edgy guy. ESPN um, does like nine streams of draft coverage. <laughs> see on ESPN it. and ABC. I saw <laughs> one with my man Windhorst on there was sure. doing one. Like, yeah. how about one that's just like overwhelmingly negative? Yeah, get out of here with this guy. Like that sort of thing. I, <laughs> I understand. Get off my lawn draft. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Well, one thing uh, as a thank you, uh, I'm going to give you an idea to search this story down because I think it's going to exist. And I think you should be the first one to investigate it and and break it and get into it. The Grady Dick Drake relationship. We've got it's going to blossom. It's going to be beautiful. There might be a music video. There might be an actual album or a single or whatever dropping. I need the Grady Dick Drake blooming bromance that I believe will exist in Toronto. I'm on it, Rich. You got it. Get it. Thanks for the call, Chris Mannix. You're the man. You got it, Rich. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. Everybody, check out the Crossover NBA Show podcast where he is getting a lot off his chest right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, there's uh, there's Chris with his two cents. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, a new star in the NBA was born last night. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about Victor Wembanyama. No. And I'm not talking about Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, name it. Of course. Thompson Twins. Oh, yeah. It's Grady Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that jacket. I mean, yo. he showed up when that, 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 that red jacket um, uh, on the, the red carpet with Victor Wembanyama. And it looks like, if you just keep that photograph up on the screen, it looked like, for a split second, Victor Wembanyama... <laughs> Strolling around New York and then seeing uh, Elton John in the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum okay, yeah. right off of uh, Times Square. But no, that's that's Grady Dick with the wraparound shades. And I guess it's fitting that somebody from Kansas would be wearing a jacket made out of the slippers that is house. Falling on the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, he said that was uh, um, uh, created. 
Is that what it was? It yeah, was in honor of, of, of the that, Ruby yeah. Slippers? Yeah. It was. So he, he really was the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah, he really did it. Another yeah. reason why I love this yeah. guy is, you know, the Wizard yeah. of Oz is one of my dad's favorite movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. I think I've it's seen cool it a million that, times. That, that he was able to take time out of co-starring with Adam Devine coming up in the third hour oh. in The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. <laughs> pretend good. the NBA draft. That's another way to go. Obviously, right. he's BJ in The Righteous Gemstones. That's another way to go. Obviously, with that picture that we just had up, obviously, you know, Wembanyanya is a little bit ahead. You know, in front of him, so there's that. But Grady Dick's like six eight. I know. <laughs> I oh well, mean, I mean, this dude. Did is you see Stephen five. A. interviewing Wembanyama? Six three. Mm-hmm. It looked like he fit in his pocket. <laughs> looks like a bar mitzvah DJ. But let's, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 land on that too, Jay. Let's he land looks on like that a bar mitzvah yeah. DJ. Like yeah. if that guy shows up to your bar mitzvah. You're doing the whole run in two seconds flat. <laughs> <laughs> or the electric slide. A lot of, he looks a lot like of a bar mitzvah. A lot of sliding. Hey, Toronto, you're going to get a, a, a character. By the way, also a very good basketball player. Yes. You want to throw that on, on that, top of this that, mix, too? That, too. That, too. But Drake has a new companion. Did you see the, I guess, the mixtape music video that went viral <laughs> last night? Because everyone's starting to wor- learn, wonder, who is this guy? <laughs> need characters, man. Yeah, you need characters. You need stars. Um, so Toronto's going to love him. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm, honestly, I'm going to pay attention you coming take, off of... You taking him in fantasy next year? Oh, I, I don't know. I haven't done my evaluations yet, Chris. <laughs> Got my off-season meetings coming up in well, a couple we, weeks. Well, we know you're not going to have the first pick, so. <laughs> Don't <shouldn't>. even start. <laughs> he shouldn't. On that. This guy. All right? This, that guy. That guy. But I'm, 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 obviously, I'm all locked in on Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. Need to see Brand, the Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson. Those guys will be attached, right? For, for a long time to come, yeah. in the same way that Morant and Zion, we thought those yeah. guys were attached. Kind of all three of them. Kind of like, you know. Well, Wembanyama is I, I, in a class on his own. Maybe, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? What are you doing? Come on. Oh, let's see him playing the Okay, NBA. very good. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Grady Dick. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you know, kind of kicking back. Seeing who else plays out. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, all right. We will take a break in your phone calls. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Coming up next hour, uh, Jeff Passan will be joining us to talk about Otani's future, Ohtani. if it is here in Southern California or not. And I do want to hit on on, uh, on what Mannix had to say about how the draft was boring or at least the yeah, broadcast was not nearly as edgy as he wanted. I've got a couple cents on that subject matter. That's still to come here on this Friday edition. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We got a couple phone calls to get to. Let's get to them right here. Uh, let's go to uh, Nick in Philadelphia. By the way, uh, before we get to Nick, did you see that the uh, the interstate that got burned it's down is two weeks ago is back open today? I saw that. What an amazing achievement! Congrats to all those who made that happen. I ninety five is an important road. <laughs> you think, Nick in Philadelphia? You're uh, here on the Rich Eyes Show. How you doing, Nick? Hey, Rich, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, that's a, it's a very unfortunate situation, but kind of amazing how quickly they got that back and up and running. It can be Especially done. with the summertime yep. starting. What's on your mind? So yesterday you had uh, you guys did your top five of the uh, top high school movies in the 1980s. Yes, sir. So I'm, actually, I'm a millennial. I grew up in the 2000s. Okay. Um, so I made my own top five of my top five high school movie growing up in the 2000s. Okay. So oh, hold on a second. So you have a, your own top five list. Music, J. Of of best high school movies from the aughts, is that what you're saying? From the 2000s. From the 2000s, the aughts. Okay, very good. Um, do you do you want some music, Nick? Let's do it. Ah, uh, sure. Okay, go for it. Kind of music no, there you go. We, we we gave it to you anyway. What what what's going on? All right. What do you got? What's number five? So number five, uh, the original did come out in 1999, but I kind of include the whole franchise and the American Pie uh, franchise. Okay, hey. American Pie franchise. And very good. You know, nothing beats the original, but a very funny movie. Gets you that summer camp feel. It's just a great movie. Okay. Um, number four, I have Mean Girls. I think that's a, just a funny movie. It okay. has the comedy, the drama. Uh, I think it'll stand the test of time there. Number three is Superbad. Um, yes. You know, that introduced me to Jonah Hill. So there's a, a connection there. I love McLovin. Just a great character. Um, you know, great movie. And then my final two, I have a number two, is uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie. Mm. It's definitely one of my favorite movies all time. Uh, you know, I still don't understand why Booby Miles went in. You know, some coaching decision there, but such a great movie. And number one, you know, this is probably arguably the greatest sports movie of all time, at least in the discussion, is Remember, Remember the, the Titans. Titans. Okay. Absolutely. That's a good list. Good list, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go higher register. <laughs> but that's a good list, Nick. That's We're a good the list. Same age. All right. Good Are you you're a millennial? List. Yeah. I'm born eighty five. Okay. So what wait what year were you born, Nick? Uh I'm a ninety three baby. Okay. Uh, I was born December twenty ninth. Thank you very much. There you go. Thanks very much, Nick. Congratulations rack, on, on, a, on a good on a good uh, list. Not many people can call in with a list and a get list. through it fast. Good pacing, good information. Um, it also led to uh, a very Del Tufo like moment from Jason Feller. <laughs> Maybe it's you're not a millennial if you're born in 1985. I think I am. You think cutoff is uh... what's the cutoff for being a millennial? Uh, I mean, I hope hold I'm on, wrong. Hold on, dude, you were 15 when the new millennium hit. 
I hope a I'm millennial wrong. is somebody who's born. No, no, no. He's right. Millennials are between 81 and 94. I'm, so not, you, I'm not proud of it. So you're at the early end, and then Nick was at the at the end. I learned this. Wow, yeah. my bad. I didn't it's mean right. to accuse you of a Del Tufo like mistake. <laughs> it's okay. Gen Y. See, I'm no. the last year of Gen X, 80. What am I? Uh, I don't know. What right? am I? Boomer, boomer right? Aren't you? How am I a baby boomer? Aren't we all Gen X? I'm not. I was born in. Oh, by 16. the way, my birthday is tomorrow. Oh, uh, we know. Now you're not. You're not a. You're not a boomer. <laughs> what Rich. am I? You're not a boomer. What am I? Did I fall in a crack? I'm not anything. I'm a free agent. What now you're. We're, well, you're born in '69. Yes, sir. You're. You're the early Gen X. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the early generation X. Gen X is 65 to 80. I'm DX. Hey, oh, well, you won't say it because you won't tell us how old you are. Well, I just told you I'm DX. What does that mean, DX? Degenerate. It's a wrestling thing, Rich. <laughs> do you really not know how old he is? He, no, I don't. Do you? No, I just didn't realize. He's never secret. told us his age. Because, he you will know. never he... do it. And I don't degree. understand it. Like, it's as big a mystery as Marshall Falk's handicap, handicap. golf <laughs> handicap. He yeah. will not tell you what his handicap is. Well, but at least it. he doesn't want to tell you so he can make money off you on a golf course. So that's mm -hmm. respectable. You, it's, what is it? Well, what, what, what is it? Like, what is it? Is what it, if I want to get another job during the afternoons and they go, well, we'd hire you for this, but you're a little old to do social media. So, I, you know, you just never know. How can you apply for a job for social media when you're not on <laughs> I haven't figured Twitter? That out. I haven't figured like, what out. else are you on? Like, just, you're on Instagram. I That's it. Give you an, uh, anyway, my point. But that was your get, original role. You've morphed into a different role here. That's true. And I'm going to turn into, like, one of the YouTube commenters here with the last thing. American Pie shouldn't can't count. It came out in 99. Yeah, but if he count, uh, yeah, but the other one, too. They weren't in series. high school. That's they were, true. They had graduated high school. That's and like, true. I don't want to nitpick, no, but since right. it starts in high school. Sorry, that's true. Everything we do gets nitpicked, so. Nick, Nick just, uh, Nick's got to choose another fifth one. No, Let's they're see. still in high school, the first one. Then the first well, one the first is 99. One was 99. Ah, it wasn't yeah, in the odds. Yeah, and you as a millennial should know that. Yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> you as a nearly 40-year-old millennial should know that. Ah, that sounds a little, it stings a little. So American Pie would be one of the top. High school movies of the 90s. 90s. Yeah. 90s. Stifler's mom. I'm sorry, man. Those 2000s can't compare to the 80s, movie-wise. I mean... All right, all right, all right. Oh, that's in the 90s as well, that's isn't in the it? 90s. Okay. Super bad is as good as any 80s high school movie. And I, I would say American Pie is part of... You know, is... is if, if there's like a family tree of such movies, that's a descendant of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, don't you yeah, think? Sure, yeah, sure. Super bad too. Like those movies yeah, are absolutely. And then Friday Night Lights and Room the Titans are sports movies that you know are up with high schoolers. Yeah, Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues nineties. Well, I mean, that's it's... one of the best scenes in the history of a film. Which scene? Which scene? You know which scene I'm talking about. It's a great football scene. I haven't seen that movie in a man, while. It's been a while. It's, it's all right. Long. I can talk about this stuff. My <laughs> wife is on a plane. <laughs> oh, the John Voight scene. Yeah, right. The whipped cream bikini. Come on, oh, feller. Feller. I mean, come on. This is why, you know. What's wrong with that? This is why that was wrong? This is why you're once a week. What do you uh, mean? I've been here twice. Why you, Thank you. Why because are you getting on him? 
Because we were pulling the joke out. It's what you do to him. Well, it's he's, like, oh, you're, he's, he's the guy who hammers the nail directly on its head when we're trying to be real. Yeah, but sometimes when I know, do that to you guys, you do nuanced. it thinking everybody knows what you're talking about. And if I don't know, then I'm going to guess a lot of people out there won't know what you're talking about. So that's why I hit the nail on the head sometimes. Understood. <laughs> Just Understood. I get it. Good list right there. What I mean, else would be in the 90s? I, I like his list. What else would be in the 90s? 90s high school, high school movies? 90s, yeah, high school okay. movies in the 90s. The, uh, the Faculty. The, come on. The Faculty? What is that? I don't what even remember that. Josh Hartnett. Clueless, right? Clueless. Clueless is Can't. a really... What, what year was Clueless? That uh, was good. That was like Paul Rudd's first big movie, wasn't that it? That was early he looks 90s, the same still. I'm going to tell does, you what, one of my favorites. Did you guys ever see Can't Hardly Wait? Can't Hardly yeah, Wait? That was, that was amazing. Yeah. That, I love that one. Ten Things I Hate About You? Is that a... Uh, she's All That. She's All That. Isn't Jennifer Lawrence coming out in a movie right now about a kid going to college? Yeah, yeah. college, yeah. Clueless was 95. Yeah, that's that's definitely... Dazed and confused. That might be number one. Encino Man. Did you mention Clueless, that, Jim? Clueless, yeah. Clueless was... Huge, yeah. huge. That was like quintessential. That I mean, might be the, that might be the number one high school movie of the nineties. I know a lot of girls would say the craft. A lot of girls love uh, that. Yeah. Well, not just girls, but a lot of people love the craft. You speaking then. for the the Gen Y ladies right now? <laughs> I, you know, as a member of Generation DX, <laughs> break it down. What's that? Scream. Scream. Yeah. Is that a high school movie, technically? They're in high school. Yeah, they're in high school. Okay. What about House Party, TJ? I was, I, that literally was the next thing yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. House Party. I know what you did last summer. Yep. Oh, I know what you did last summer. Good one. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. Good stuff, guys. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> Cruel Intentions. Nice. She's all that. Any Freddie Prince Jr., you know, late 90s movie. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial. Well done, Nick, in Philadelphia, even though... Your top five has been summarily rejected because of American <laughs> Pie being included. We're nitpicking.